you have to meet them. You have to create the relationships because no one and, and no one I've ever met in Ukraine has that solemn type of personality. It's just an out. It's just the way they look. It's just the way they present themselves. And and so what I say when I mean get under their skin is you have to meet them. You have to create the people, create relationships with the people. And once you do that, Ukraine will be a totally different experience. And, and I'm sure that anyone will travel there will say the exact same thing and and will 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 rave about it for for years and years to come. I truly think Ukraine is the place on the rise and as someone that continuously goes back there to see his family, to see his friends. Every time I go back, I'm reminded of how special a place it is and how much I miss it. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. In reality, Ukrainian people are much better, much more interesting and friendly than other people expect. This podcast is about the real life, experiences, work, and personalities of Ukrainian people and people who have lived in Ukraine with a focus on the capital, Kiev, so that foreigners discover the positive truth about Ukraine. Hear the voices of Ukrainian People visit the country, invest in the economy, creating more opportunities for the younger Ukrainian generations to stay and build their country. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help clean the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for the children who lost their families in the war. I could not return to Ukraine in 2020 because of COVID-19. So this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine. And thank you all so much for the support. This podcast now is ranking number one on Apple Podcasts about Ukraine. Top 100 travel podcasts in Switzerland. Top 60 travel podcasts in the UK. And our guest today is from there. Top 30 in the Netherlands. Top 25 on Apple Russia. And top 20 on Apple Poland. So thank you. My guest today is Bo Feekins. Bo is a half American, half English third culture kid who had a very interesting background. He lived in Taiwan, Thailand, seven years in Ukraine and in the US. His parents are teachers and he is now a sports communication student at Emerson College in Boston, Massachusetts, and is the founder of the Inside Arsenal YouTube channel. Bo, how are you today? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing great. Fantastic. Looking forward to this. And rather than the typical question of what is the story that made you be who you are today, that will be too long and exciting and interesting. I want to ask a specific question. What is a memory, experience, or situation in your life that you had when you were a kid that made you realize I am different from everyone and I have the identity of third culture kid? Oh, it's, I think it's, it's pretty tough to, to pinpoint exactly one experience. I would say one that, that comes to mind often is 
As someone who lived overseas their entire life, I would often return during the summers when when school was off back back to the United States and also back to England occasionally as well. And I think when I was around nine years old, I returned to the United States and um, I I ended up going to a um, baseball camp in in the States. And, and when I went the first day, everyone was talking at lunch and people were talking, Oh, this is where I'm from. This is where, this is where I'm from. And, and when I told people, and at the time I lived in Thailand. So when I told people I lived in Thailand, everyone just kind of, kind of gawked at me and then flooded me with different questions about that and, and how it was and what it was like and all these different, different questions. And I think, you know, even though I was very young, I think I was around nine years old at the time, I think at that point I started to realize, wow, perhaps maybe I do live a very, a very special, very special life and a very different one from, from most people around the world. And I think that's, it's not necessarily a very uh, flashy or glamorous moment, but it's a moment that, that often resonates with me because, because of its significance and and because it, it helped illuminate to me at, at such a young age, how, how special the life I got to live as a young as a young child. I love that. And if you're a student of one branch of um, psychology called REBT therapy, it's it says that look, even if you're the best parent in the world, your children can grow up messed up because everything that happens a child can take as a positive sign that gives them more self esteem and pride, or as a negative thing that becomes a negative defining moment in their life. So to ask you, this special and the word special can be pejorative or positive. So to ask you, was that for most of your childhood a source of somewhat specialness, even pride, that you were a, you lived a special life? Or did you not like that extra attention and you wished somehow, some way, you had a more normal quote-unquote life yeah I think it's a good it's a very good point I think I think when you're young you don't always necessarily brew over those things about oh where I'm living and whether or not it's the best for me I think when you're young you're just kind of living living your life and soaking in the different experiences but I think now at the age I am and and as a college student I'm now away from my family I think I can reflect back and and definitely talk about how how positive of an experience it was. I mean, even in university now, when I tell people about, oh, I lived here, I traveled here, I did all these different things as part of a being a third culture kid. And I think even when I start to talk about them, I, I start to realize how how special the experiences were and how lucky I was for that type of positive experience. I think I think when as I look back, I'm very thankful to every every place that I traveled to, and every particularly every place that I lived in. And I'm very thankful to to my parents for for giving me that experience. I love that. I see the communication students speaking right now, where you're sharing the silver lining and reflection, and you know the culmination of the story arc, which means it was really difficult when you are younger to appreciate what you had. And so to go to another thing, which is important to understand sports communications. You love sports in some way that is deeper than the average person. Was there an experience with your father or mother or parents or forming friendships 
through sports that marked you when you were much younger and therefore made that an important part of your identity you wish to have forever? Yeah, definitely. I think I think those that know me, the first thing that will come, the first thing if you ask them about about me to describe me in some sort of way, usually one of the first few things to come up will be my passion for sports and and particularly for for football or as they say over here soccer. Um I think it's it's a passion that's that started from the very beginning and kind of like to go off of what you were saying, I think with with my dad, I think my dad's a a very passionate sports fan and and as a young kid he we would always you know sit together and talk about sports and watch sports and then when i was eventually old enough to to play competitively he would be the one who was coaching me or teaching me the the intricacies of the games that i love to play i think most of my my friendships as well as i as i grow up have been rooted from sports um over here in in the states i actually play for the university i play football or or soccer for the university that that I attend and and in high school I played both both soccer and basketball for for the school as well and I think most of my friendships came from from those teams because I think one thing that's special about sports is that no matter where you're from no matter what your background is no matter how old you are no matter your differences when you all get get put on the jersey and you're all on this this team then, then you put all of that aside and, and you work together, which is, which is, I think, another, as I reflect back, another special aspect of, of being able to play sports and then also being able to love and live sports. Now I'm imagining, and please correct me if I'm wrong, that because you were a third country or culture kid, you didn't really have any sense of belonging to any one country that is your nationalistic patriotic kind of way but to you football is in many ways your country (laughs) the players when they put the jersey are your countrymen the passport of sportsman is your nationality and it's a way that represents both home family with your father as well as the pride of the national pride it's like a transference of if you don't have a country you created through the culture of football, its people, and your father being like the president of it when you were a child and that warmth of home, the sense of belonging through football. Did I understand correctly? And could you comment on this? Yeah, definitely. I think to go back to the beginning of of what you said, I think it, it is hard sometimes for as a third culture kid, I think one of the toughest questions in the world is is a simple one where someone asks you, where are you from? Because there are so many different answers to that question. Do you mean where my mom is from, where my dad is from, where I was born, where I lived the longest? So you have to kind of go through all these things. And I think sports is definitely a way to to connect with people past that initial that initial that initial answer. I think I think it's it's one of the beautiful parts of of being a third culture kid is that you don't necessarily come from one place. You don't necessarily you aren't necessarily boxed in like that. But 
But, you know, if I'm talking to someone from Ukraine, I can say, well, I'm, I lived in Ukraine. I, I, I spent seven years in Ukraine. I grew up with a, with a lot of Ukrainian people and I, I understand the culture. Or if I'm, if I'm here in the United States, I can say, well, yeah, I'm also from the United States. I came here every summer. My mom's from the United States. I'm a, I'm a citizen. And, and that's applicable to so many different places that I've lived or, or my parents are from. And, and so, yeah, I think it's, it's definitely, sports is definitely a way to, to kind of share an identity. Um, but also as well, it's the, the, the idea and the concept that, that you don't necessarily have one identity, but that you have many and, and you can share with many different people. Wow. I have to ask now, it seems to me that the way that you create friendships or relationships is by looking for commonalities. And the fact that you're a third culture kid with many interests, you think that's enriching because you have so many potential for commonalities with way more people than the people who were boxed in in one situation with a limited set of hobbies or interests and a routine. And because you went through that chaotic displacement and a movement, you are able to experience so much more that if anybody has any passion, you can find that commonality much more. And that is really enriching did i understand correctly or is this something not really important for you yeah it's about it's about commonalities but i think it's also about having having perspective and i think when i reflect back on my time overseas and, and it definitely won't be that just won't be the past that'll be the future because i see myself traveling the world still a lot and and i think it's all it's all when it comes down to it it's all about having having that perspective of of the world isn't surrounded about just you and the world ju isn't just about your country and the, or, or your continent or, or whatever. I think the world is about everyone. And, and I think as, as someone who has gone to international schools and have grown up with around so many people that come from different cultures and different backgrounds, I kind of understand that. And I have that perspective that, that there is so much more in this world than, than just where you are from. And, And that your identity can be so many different things. And I think that's one of the beautiful aspects of growing up in an international school. And I'm sure people like Malik and Stefania, who were on your previous podcast, would agree with that. Is that we were able to share these experiences with so many different people who came from so many different places. And yet, we all have these common experiences together. And we're all friends in that in that special way. And so I, I, I definitely agree that 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 commonalities are important and, and that also perspective is important. I have now to ask, you seem to be someone very introspective. You spoke about the reflecting back, reflecting back three times. You, you use those specific words and you seem to speak about perspective, which is also, um, you know, observing ego, as I'll say in psychology. So to understand this a bit more about you, two things. One is... Do you think when you're play, playing football, or is it somehow a way that you can stop your thoughts and maybe you're like too reflective and introspective, and therefore it's a way for you to get into the flow state, into your body, into the present moment, or maybe not? And the second part is much simpler, but also deep, which is what is your most favorite and enjoyable part of playing a football match i think i'll start with the second part i think that's the easier part for me i think when you when you get involved in any sport and, and particularly football in this instant 
is that you just you completely absorb yourself in the game and for for 90 minutes or however long you're playing your full focus is on that game and and your competitive aspects come out and 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 the the drive to win the drive to play well the drive to help your teammates all these different things you just become absorbed absorbed in and i think that's part of the beauty of sport is whether you're playing it whether you're watching it whether you're following it is that it gives you an outlet from 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 the world and from other things going on around i think that's in in high school and also in college for for me in in this instance sport is a, a way to kind of forget about everything else that's going on around and just just completely put yourself into the sport that you're playing and i think kind of to go back to the first question i think that's it's it's more of a, a case of just throwing yourself into the into the game and not so there's not so much reflection going on while you're while you're involved in the sport but sometimes afterwards you can reflect upon back towards the game and towards those special moments. I think I find myself now more than ever kind of thinking back to, to high school basketball games or to high school soccer games and, and thinking about how special they were and the bonds I was able to form with my teammates. And so, yeah, it's definitely the beauty of it is that you, you, while you're involved in it, you can't think about anything else, but then after it, you can reflect back and think about how special those moments were as well. I love this. So now I'm thinking more and more that what you prefer are the kinds of sports that are team sports that involve, like you said, relationships, special bonds, competitive drive, helping your teammates. So in a way, I saw it like when uh, you are a special forces team and you're a team together going after a mission or something rather than being that solo sniper or doing one of those solo sports where it's only about you and you pushing yourself alone. So is this a true understanding or we only touch the social group teamwork aspect of it and you're also very much in love with more solitary sports? No, I, I definitely agree. I think team sports are, are what I've played my whole life, and, and that's where the most lessons are learned. Obviously, the, you can learn a lot of lessons partaking in an individual sport, and that's in its way is almost tougher because it's all about you. So you have to hone your skills. You have to be the best you can be. But the beauty of team sports is that no matter how good you are, it doesn't matter because you also have a bunch of other people who you rely on. And for me, and, and, and as I grew up, I started to realize this more and more and realize that if I want to be successful in sports, it's about also helping the people around you. And, and I think it's a very good lesson and, and something that can be drawn from sports that can be applicable to almost any sort of instance in a real world. For example, in, in a job setting, you're most, most people who work in, in the workplace or in the workforce will not be working on their own. And so therefore they have to work with people around them and they have to learn to, to be able to work with people around them and carry people around them and whatnot. And so I think definitely sports for me is all about the, the team aspect and, and, and playing as a team and, and understanding each other as a team. And so I've never played individual sports and I'm sure those who do will, will have their own arguments for, for why it's, it's just a special, but for me, sports is all about, being a team and, and working as a team. I love that. I have then to ask, did you have a period in your life where you were more solitary and selfish and that was 
an unhappy experience and then you learned like you said about working within teams and that if you support others and help them that will the help the whole team team win and therefore all of you are elevated together rather than trying to do it by yourself so that's one question the other is why sports communications why not management why not just athleticism why not uh, body um, biomechanical body movement uh, like things like that yeah i think when to, to answer your first question first i think when i was younger there were definitely moments where it's frustrating um especially because at a young age there are all, all different types of levels when you're playing the game and i think that's part of the experience of not just playing sports but also just growing up and understanding that there's more to the world than than yourself and there's more to the world than than just trying to fulfill your own needs and so i think that those two those two arcs as you as you get older kind of make more sense and you begin to understand them more and more i think a lot of people i i would hope who who played with me in in high school and or middle school and throughout those times would have said I, I definitely evolved as a teammate and definitely evolved as a leader because as I grew up, I began to understand these things more and more. And um, to answer your second question, I think I chose sports communications because it's a, it's a broad, it has a very broad, it's a very broad term first and foremost, but it's also applicable to a lot of things like you met, like you mentioned, um, sports communications aren't just about, it's not just about one one box it's about many so you have sports management you have sports public relations you have sports marketing all these different fields kind of co- combined into one and so i think that's that's why i i chose that major in particular and why i'm fascinating in my studies today because it's it's not just about one field of the sports world but about multiple and about learning which ones you're passionate about and which ones you might want to work in in the future I really like that you can keep up with me, although we're playing on two tracks at the same time. So let's keep going. This is very, very interesting for me personally, especially to explore your mind as someone who has grown up and been so involved and learning, like you said. So the first track that we're going to go on, I hear that to you in many ways, um, sports and football, maybe also basketball, is a way of maturity it's a way to grow up and you use those words that through reflection first you immerse yourself you experience yourself by shutting down your thoughts and being fully in the moment in a group setting where you see your selflessness where you see your capability where you test yourself and then you reflect in order to have perspective that allows you to learn the lessons and therefore to grow and become mature with each tournament competition match experience and therefore it's a way for you to become that leader that stronger person that person that knows about themselves so please comment whether this is correct and the second you said you wanted sports communication in order to experience a broad spectrum of uh, fields and possibilities and know which one you wish to work for. So is it the same strategy where in general you prefer rather to make up your mind pre the fact you like to try multiple things and then connect with yourself through reflection in order to know which suits you best and which not and therefore i have to ask and i hope you can keep up with me because i know it's like a lot of things uh, there so do you follow your heart when choosing when you will choose for example 
and your instincts when you will choose which field to go after when you specialize and narrow down maybe in case you will narrow down from sports communication or is it more of a reflective logical data-driven thoughtful process yeah i think just to quickly go back to to the first question i think I, I like to have I like this little saying that I have, but I think in in school I had my my eight classes a day, and I went through those eight classes and I learned a lot in those eight classes. But then after those classes, I would have a sport, I would have practice, or I'd have a game. And I used to like to tell people that after those eight those eight classes, I actually learned more in my time during practice, during games, during tournaments because of the lessons sports taught me. And so I think like a lot of the things you mentioned are definitely there. And I think one thing I would add is also dealing with adversity because sports is a game and there's one winner and there's one loser. Uh, in some cases there's, there's a tie, but most in most cases there's a winner and a loser. And I think that, that it, like, like in life, there's not just, there's, it's not always going to go your way. And so it's about dealing with adversity, about bouncing back. To go to your second question, I think as I entered university, I'm the type of person who who I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do in my future. I had passions. I knew what my passions were, and particularly sports, as we've kind of talked about and delved into, was definitely one of my passions. But I think sports communications, like I mentioned, gave me an opportunity to kind of test out different fields. I think there are some people who go into college and they know exactly what they want to do. They say, I want to do, I want to study this. I want to go into this field of work and I want to reach this level. And that's totally okay. And the, those people, I, I wish them the best of luck and, and I'm, I'm happy that they found their way in life. But I think as, as someone who, who was young and someone who didn't necessarily know what exactly they wanted to do, I just knew I wanted to study something I was passionate about. I wanted to be able to go to class every day and, and have a passion for, for what we were learning, for what we were talking about. And so, so sports communications, being able to study that gave me a chance to learn about all these different fields and then potentially find one that I'm particularly passionate about and then to potentially explore that field in the future. I love your answers, really. I have a lot to ask about and to say, but I will focus on something we didn't really speak about too much. You are the founder of the YouTube channel, which shares your love for Arsenal and fascination with the team and the culture of the fans, etc. What exactly are the most important messages, especially since you're in communication, you know, uh, what, this, what I'm talking about exactly and whether it's called messages, narrative, talking points, or perspective and angle like you spoke about, what maybe top three things do you try to always convey in that YouTube channel and why Arsenal and not any other team? Yeah, first and foremost, I'm a I'm a big Arsenal fan. So so for anyone listening who's an Arsenal fan, shout out to you. Um, I think um, I I've always been very passionate about Arsenal, and it's something my dad and I share from a very since I've been very young. Um, on the channel in particular, it w it began as some sort of a way for me to to kind of express my creative abilities and, and to talk about the team that I'm very passionate about and the sport in particular that I'm very passionate about. And the message I try to send in the channel, I think there are a lot of Arsenal channels out there. There's a lot of famous Arsenal channels out there, but, but my goal is to kind of express a lot of positivity because I think sometimes 
in not just in on, on YouTube and, and with Arsenal, but with the media in general, there's so much focus on on the negative things going on around the world. And and if we're going to talk about Arsenal in particular, there are a lot of times channels that focus too much on on the negative things that are going on in in the footballing world. And so for me, my my goal first and foremost is to kind of express positivity and and also to to, to analyze instances. I think um, one thing that that I'm I'm very proud about my channel is that the, the quality of video I make I think is is very good because of the analysis and the the amount of research and work that I put into to the videos themselves. So yeah, it's it's a, it's a beginning and it's something I I'm hoping to continue with throughout my time in university and to con- try to continue to build. I've been very lucky so far to to have kind of built a, a somewhat large audience and and the goal is to to continue that and to hopefully you know continue to build this 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 journey that i started i love what you're saying and that you can keep up with the two tracks so i'm gonna elevate and go to four tracks i don't know whether you're taking notes i hope so so i have four questions one you mentioned i was lucky that is not really the perspective that many arrogant i might say athletes will say so do you view that when you play sports and in a match that luck is also a big factor or as in a, a while ago during you know in Venice I remember I was reading a book about that era and how people believed in the lady luck or fortuna as a whimsical goddess and that success is 50% your hard work and your intentions and planning and 50% good fortune and that that fortune favors the brave like john wick's tattoo where he's uh, <laughs> you know he has it that so that's one question only so you know the other one is you want to promote positivity well the problem is algorithms and the human brain they focus twice as much on negativity than on positivity the human brain is made for survival reasons to focus and over focus and be magnetically attracted to what is negative so why did you choose positivity although i am pretty sure you're aware of this and this is the reason why even in the media they focus on the negative they say you know what like when it bleeds it leads that's one of the journalism sayings and to you personally why positivity did you have moments in your life or periods where you were more depressed more negative and you chose no this is not the life i want I want to be a positive person and the best way, like you do with your teammates where you help them win and you help others grow, the best way to grow your positivity is to share it with others. And the more people who are fans who become more positive and focus on the positive, the more it turns back and the karma, the positive uh, karma returns and you'll be more positive. And the final (laughs) question, (laughs) which is funny, I know, I hope you can keep up because most people cannot. So. What positive things about Ukraine, since we're speaking about positivity or memories that are so positive, so good about Ukraine, you wish to share in the world, with the world? Yeah, I think first and foremost, I'll begin with the, the part about being lucky. I think if, if anyone's kind of built something that's relatively successful or have completed successful things in, in their lives, I think everyone everyone gets lucky at some point. You need luck to 
to be successful. And I think it's important to acknowledge that. I think in particular with my YouTube, I, I can kind of go into a story that kind of emphasizes how lucky I was. I, the first video I made, I, I made a certain title and a few days later, a much larger channel with millions of followers made a similar video about a similar topic with a very similar title. And so therefore the algorithm pushed my video more because the titles were similar, the topics were similar, and and that's how I initially got people watching my videos. And so if that doesn't highlight luck in, in any in, in, in a massive way, then I don't know what does. So I have to definitely acknowledge how lucky I was when it came to, to building my channel. But but at the same time as with like with, with anything that you build that you start it takes luck, but it also takes a lot of other things, perseverance, hard work, and but but definitely luck as well. And so I definitely always like to acknowledge that. Um, the second thing with, with positivity, I think I think that's just kind of who, who I am and who I've always been is I think uh, hopefully people that have been around me and people that know me will, will talk about I, I'm always quite a positive person. I'd like to think I'm a very positive person and with my channel in particular I know, I know what you said is, is very true I think we're a world driven by by headlines that that tear other people down but that headlines that that that, that are that are negative and and that are terrible but I think that, that that's not necessarily the world that that I would like to live in and the world that I would like to live by and so if in any and obviously it's very small but if if any sort of way I can drive a more positive message through this channel with, I mean, I only have 9,000 followers, but hopefully those 9,000, those 9,000 followers can, can watch it and, and resonate with it. And then hopefully they can go and build upon it. I think I had a teacher who, who in my last year of high school and as a teacher, actually both Stefania and I had, um, he talked about, he told us a story about, we were talking, I think about something, we were talking about climate change, I think in particular, and we were talking about, well, you know, if, if, if these massive corporations don't change the way they do things and there's no hope, right? It doesn't matter what I do on an individual le level. It doesn't matter because these massive corporations will continue to do what they do and um, continue to, to add to the ongoing threat that is climate change. But he told us the story of, of a hummingbird and he said, well, you know, if, if there's a massive fire going on and all the animals say, well, it doesn't matter what we do, that fire is going to continue to grow and burn down our habitat. Well, he says, then the hummingbird goes and gets a tiny bit of water with its tiny beak and goes and drops it on the fire. And, and it doesn't do anything, but it's that continual trying to, well, if I, if I make an effort, then other people should, should too. And if I expect other people to make this effort, then I should too. And it's kind of similar with how, how I try to live my life. I, I, I live it in a way that, that I, that I want other people to do so. And, and that, in particular is being positive and 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 being a hummingbird in in a way to to kind of poet poetically finish that on to ukraine i think um ukraine is a place where i have many 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 special memories with many many special people and it's very hard to pinpoint um some of them because they're all very special to me i think one thing that i love um about ukraine is the first time i went there i mean the first time i moved there initially it was a it was a very different place to where I left. And, and I think part of that is obviously Ukraine has, has developed a lot in recent years. There's a lot more infrastructure. There's a lot more restaurants. There's a lot more brilliant places to, to travel to and to visit and to, to spend time at. But I think the reason why the, the difference between from when I first entered Ukraine and when I left Ukraine was all about the people. 
and the people in particular that I met there. I think I've never met nice some not some of the nicest people. I've I've met some of the nicest people in my life in in Ukraine and and the local population in particular were so lovely to 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 me throughout my time there and and I think that's really what what makes it such a special place to me is that yes all these different things in in relation to infrastructure and and change there as well but at the same time your your memories of a place are going to rely on the people you met there and and for me in particular the people I met there made it very very special and and that's why I have such fond memories of of a place like Ukraine I love what you're saying and I'm noticing the primordial and up, utmost importance of people for you and in everything that you do and in making moments special, whether during uh, teamwork when you play um, team sports or in making a place, a country, a classroom, a situation or an experience special and memorable and that maybe you remember more the people, the experiences, and then the lessons you reflect on who you are as a person and your interactions with other people, more like than you said, the eight classes in the day, etc. So to ask you, were you somewhat of more an isolated introvert? And then you said, no, I don't want that anymore. And the more you opened up and connected with people, the better experience and life you had? Or were you always more of a social butterfly kind of warm person who is open to others and always looking to connect and bond with other people? Yeah, I think it's a, a to answer the question, I think it's a little bit in between. I, I would definitely say that I'm naturally quite a shy person. I, I When I first initially moved to Kiev, I was terrified. I, I'd lived in Thailand for seven years before that, and it was the first time I really moved schools and, and moved settings and, and moved to a new country when when I was in, in a school setting. And um, I definitely think I'm, I'm a shy person naturally, but I think at the same time, I, I love interacting with other people. I love trading friendships and memories. And the longer of time I spent in Ukraine, the more comfortable I became in the setting I was, and particularly in school. And I would like to think by the end, I was definitely kind of how you described a, a social butterfly who who relied on interaction with other people. But I think it was, it's definitely in between. And I think most people are, are like myself. I mean, obviously they're, I'm not going to say everyone, but most, I think most people are in between in the sense that they are shy, but they also rely on, on interaction. And so it's, uh, again, I was fortunate to be surrounded by people who, who were very nice, who were very welcoming and who, who welcomed me to, to their country. And then after that, we were able to create a lot of great memories both at school and outside of school. So, yeah, I think it, it, to, to, to answer your question kind of in a, in a long anecdote that, that yeah, it was, it was a little bit in between, but I would say it's, um, it's, about, it's about both, both loving interaction and, and pushing past that initial shyness. Thank you. And I, I have a short question that I'm very curious about. To me, it seems that the strategy that you use for life that you tend to be in is to fully be immersed in the moment and in interactions with people and try not to think during that time but be in flow and let your instincts operate but afterwards to reflect back 
to uh, have more of a perspective on what happened, to extract the lessons that help you grow, mature, and next time be more of the person you want to be and be more of the adult that you wish to become more and more. Did I understand correctly or is this just an exaggeration? Yeah, definitely. I think I think um, life is all about a, a social interaction, at least for me. And it's about creating relationships with people, creating friendships with people and, and creating special memories within those friendships and relationships. And and I think for me that that's how I want to live my life and, and how I'll, and, and approach it in a way where I can meet many different people and, and learn about different cultures, but then also create relationships and friendships that will hopefully last me a very long time. So yeah, definitely. I think I think life is is in a way and and it's maybe a little cliche a little cheesy but i think it is all about the other people around you and 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 about creating bonds with them that will last a very very long time thank you so much can we end with you sharing if you were to explain or display or share your experience in ukraine and your experience of ukrainian people with someone who never visited ukraine before what would you say? And then please add, how can people connect with you? Where can they find your channel? All the relevant links. Yeah, I think um, I think the most important thing is is if it's your first time going to Ukraine, you have to you have to. Oh, I'm trying to think of a good a good metaphor. You have to kind of get under its skin. Um, and and. What I mean by that is is that when you initially go to Ukraine, you might be taken aback by some of the the cultural ideals there and and whatnot. But once you get under its skin and once you meet its people, and you create relationships with its people, and you create bonds with its people, all the thing on the outside just completely goes away. I think when I first moved to Ukraine, we were a little taken aback because previously I lived in Thailand, and Thailand is almost a somewhat opposite culture, and and this is. In no way am I trying to be offensive to either the Thai or Ukrainian culture, but I think in Thai culture, it's always a smile-first culture. No matter who you are, no matter where, when you walk by someone, when you see someone, you smile, and you, you say hello. And, and, and in Ukraine, it's quite the opposite. I think when we first got there, we were a little taken aback at how almost solemn people are on the outside. And, and that's what I say when I mean get under their skin. You, you, have to, you have to meet them. You have to create their relationships because no one... And and no one I've ever met in Ukraine has that solemn type of personality. It's just an out. It's just the way they look. It's just the way they present themselves. And and so what I say when I mean get under their skin is you have to meet them. You have to create the people, create relationships with the people. And once you do that, Ukraine will be a totally different experience. And and I'm sure that anyone will travel there will say the exact same thing. And and will 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 rave about it for for years and years to come. I truly think Ukraine is the place on the rise and as someone that continuously goes back there to see his family to see his friends every time i go back i'm reminded at how special a place it is and how much i miss it even though i'm living in the united states it's it's a place i always crave to, to go back to 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 visit and and so yeah definitely i i think that's that's one thing and then also another thing is is embrace everything there i think you know it's a it's a place with with many flaws as we know politically it's a place where that's been that struggled with with corruption, but but as I think we both know, and as as I I believe you know, as someone who's trying to promote it, that's not what Ukraine is. And Ukraine is all about the young people and the people coming up and the people who who are going to change the country for 
forever and, and the people that are going to make Ukraine the special place it has the potential to be. And so I'm very excited as I hopefully get to grow up and live a very long life to see the progress Ukraine makes and to one day return as a much older gentleman and to return and see the beautiful country it will become. And, and that's not to say it is not right now, but but I believe it can go much further and has the potential to be one of the best places in the world. And so that's one thing I would say. And then to connect with me, um, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, um, Bo Feekins on LinkedIn or on my Instagram. It's just Bo Feekins is the username or um, also by email, um, bofeekins at gmail.com. So any of those ways, there's a great way to connect with me. And um, I'm very thankful for for having this opportunity to talk on your podcast. I'm very thankful for you for, for all you've done. And, and I love what you're doing. And I think it's a it's a fantastic idea in, in a way to, to promote Ukraine and the country that I think we both we both love. Thank you so much and for the kind words and I wish you a great day. Thank you. You too.